All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in. It's a November 29th edition of Daily Faceoff Live. I'm Tyler Rumchuk. He is Frank Saravalli, and we are streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, which was buzzing yesterday as well. Uh, hit the like button if you're just popping in today. And also, we're looking for inbox questions for later in the show. As always, things today, they're brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR brand of the year. The game starts now at Botano.ca 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Frank Saravalli, how are you doing? I'm good. Lots going on. Patrick Kane taking his first twirl mm-hmm. in the all red Detroit Red Wings uniform today in Madison Square Garden. That was a sight to see as he plays for his third original six franchise. He's halfway there. Uh, other than that, it's been a busy 24 hours. We got a trade. We got a contract termination. Lots of drama. Let's go. It's been a busy 48, 72 hours around the NHL. So let's not waste any more time and dig into our first topic today. It is the news that dropped yesterday at about two o'clock Eastern time. Corey Perry's contract going to be terminated by the Chicago Blackhawks, assuming he clears waivers today, which is obviously expected. Uh, Frank, I'll start with this because Kyle Davidson addressed the media yesterday. He seemed really shaken up delivering that press conference. It's safe to say, and like you feel for him, like this took a toll on the Hawks organization. Yeah, I think it certainly has. I think it's taken a toll on Corey Perry. I think it's taken a toll on everyone. Um, You look at this situation here, and we still don't know any more details. Pretty much the only thing the Chicago Blackhawks told us yesterday, aside from this being a workplace matter, is that the ridiculous and disgusting rumor that we just tried to quash uh, at the end of yesterday's show was not true. Um, That's pretty much all we got. We're still kind of working on other details as to what exactly led to this termination, where the alleged incident occurred, 
who was involved, what exactly happened. That's all still to be determined and, and to be sifted through. And I think there's certainly some uh, differing opinions to this point as to exactly what did take place and occur. And that part has only added to it and made it more difficult from the Blackhawks end. First off, they're losing a good player that they really liked having around. And second, Kyle Davidson probably feels like he's wearing some of this. This was a player that he brought in to be a guiding voice and light for players like Connor Bedard and Kevin Korchinski and others in their lineup. And now his contract has been terminated. He's been seemingly made an example of for poor conduct. And that part, I think, wears on everyone. So what's next in this whole situation here? Could there be pushback from the PA about this? Like, where are things going to go in the next 24, 48, 72 hours? Yeah, look, it might take longer than that. And I, I think that part is what's really interesting. I, as you mentioned, I think a probably safe bet that no one claims Corey Perry off of waivers. But I think the fascinating fact is that Corey Perry is not suspended. So the NHL apparently doesn't believe that what he's done has crossed the line enough to warrant a suspension. Some team would be free and clear to pick him up today and put him in their lineup, at least according to what we know. And so that raises the question then. Pretty much for the most part over the lifetime of the sport, NHL contracts have had ironclad guarantees. And if you're going to have a violation for uh, conduct or off-ice conduct, where should that line be appropriately drawn? Is something that um, may be sort of out of bounds or immoral? Does that count as something that is across the threshold and, and worthy of a contract termination? That's the question that a lot of people are asking themselves today. Where does this go from here? The NHL Players Association has 60 days from the date of the termination, which would be expected to be today, to then make or file a grievance against the Blackhawks and the NHL for allowing this termination to go through. So they're still reviewing the matter. They haven't made a determination one way or the other, but I think all that we're left with from yesterday is more questions than answers. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the way things go over the next little bit. Let me just float you a quick one that came in from Craig on uh, the Daily Faceoff YouTube. He wants to know, do you think any team will take a risk on Perry? He mentioned the Oilers who've done it with Cassian and Kane in the past. Do you think we're just a little, I, to me, it feels like we're too early on in this to give an answer on that. Do you have the same opinion? Yeah, I was going to say premature is the first thing that yeah. I think. And, and I think there's still, you know, I, I think teams around the league are wondering what actually did happen here. And I think there's part of the Corey Perry camp that's wondering what actually did happen here. Is this a proper way that the Blackhawks handled their business, they're always going to err on the side of caution based on what's happened to them previously, which is understandable. But was this termination a bridge too far? We don't know enough details yet to answer that question. We will see. And of course, we'll have it covered over on Daily Faceoff if or when news breaks on the Corey Perry front. Some news did break yesterday on the trade front, Frank, as the Chicago Blackhawks wasted little time going and replacing that spot in their top nine, acquiring Anthony Beauvillier from the Vancouver Canucks for a fifth round pick. Let's stay with the Hawks perspective here. This just makes sense for me. You didn't have to give up a lot. You get a 26 year old who in the past has scored at a 20 goal pace. He's 26. So if he fits and it works, you could keep him and he could be a nice little veteran-ish piece for this lineup. If he goes and goes on a tear, you could also flip him at the deadline and keep 50%, which I think would be tempting. And you could get 
better than a fifth round pick back here. Uh, what did you make of the Hawks perspective on this move? Yeah, I think they weren't wasting any time. Taylor Hall out for the season. You know, you've got Corey Perry now gone. That's significant support that you had signed up to play in or around Connor Bedard for more scoring help. That's gone. And that part, the Blackhawks probably felt like they had to address. And Beauvillier is a decent enough shot. Obviously playing way further down the Vancouver Canucks lineup, not as productive as he should be. Certainly commensurate to cap hit. This is a one-time 20-goal scorer that a lot of people wondered, could he get back to a level that really makes him an interesting piece? I, I think there's a lot of evidence out there to suggest that he can't, but you know, you see the New York Islanders give up on him, but we'll see. I, I don't think the Blackhawks are even thinking down the line in terms of a player that they could then flip later. I think they're just trying to provide enough support or roster support um, for their young players and having Beauvillier step in certainly helps. Um, from the Canucks perspective, Tyler, they this is a player that they thought at some point they might have to give up an asset to trade for. Now they get $4.15 million in space and they get a little something in return. <laughs> Not much, but I a little know. something. It's just, as you said, one of those deals that just kind of makes sense for both sides. Yeah, like the Canucks perspective on this. I was sitting there when I saw Beauvillier fifth. I'm like, okay, the Canucks gave up a fifth to get out of Beauvillier. And I was like, oh, damn, they actually got a fifth round big in return. They didn't keep any money. Like this is a grand slam home run as much as a cap dump can be a grand slam home run, in my opinion, for the Canucks. And now the question is, what do they want to do with that cap space? Because Beauvillier wasn't a factor. It's not like they need to go out and like replace some sort of lost production now. No. They just kind of found some money. Where are they going to look to spend it? On defense. They've been looking for ah. a right shot defenseman for a while now. Uh, they've been hit with injuries. You see Cole McWard is in the lineup. Um, they are in a spot with Carson Soucy out. And then Mark Friedman has been a scratch. And, and they were dealing with a Tyler Myers injury last week. Noah Juleson's in the lineup. Probably shouldn't be. Uh, they had to break up their top pair of Hughes and Roenick. It's been less than ideal based on what the Canucks are dealing with. A lot of people believe that the Canucks are going to bring back Ethan Bear. I don't think he's ready quite yet to be signed to a deal and certainly wouldn't cost you much. But this opens the door. This is finally the roster and cap flexibility that the Canucks have been craving really since Patrick Alvin took over. They traded a lot of draft capital to, uh, to get some players out of there, including Jason Dickinson, who's now in Chicago, for instance. They've had to move a lot of pieces uh, to get there, but this is finally one where they didn't have to give up anything in order to get some of that freedom and flexibility. Happen to timing, happen to time it right with the Corey Perry termination. They got a little lucky. Yeah, their first round pick in each of the next two drafts. They moved their second rounder in this year's, but they have their third and two fourths this year. If you're wondering the kind of draft capital the Canucks could potentially spend on an upgrade. Let's get to the ice last night. There was a lot going on. The Minnesota Wild won their first game under John Hines. Luke Gazdick is going to talk to us a little bit about that in the players room. But the one unique moment of last night, a review in the shootout. We don't see this very often, Frank. Evan Rodriguez thought he had won the game here for the Florida Panthers. The goal gets called back. I will be honest. It took me between six and eight watches of this to be like, oh, that's why. What I think it was the right call. I think he very clearly tapped the puck twice, and you can't do that. Do you think it was the right call, Frank? Well, yeah, I, do. I think it was the right call. Once yeah. the puck touches the goalie's pad, you can't touch it again. 
the thing is, it, it all seems to kind of happen in one motion. Like, I don't think he purposely kind of, you know, went for a second whack at it. It's just that his stick was there and the puck bounced off and then it ends up in the back of the net, um, you know, certainly under Joe Wall's pad. It was an amazing scene because half the arena had already left by the time they had reviewed it. Players had gone down the tunnel. They have to come back out. And I love Paul Maurice. I'm going to call him an international treasure because he's the best lip reading coach in the league. Okay. And it's not even really close. You see him on the bench. He's like, uh, he says to the officials, he goes, Oh, does that one count? Like meaning the next one that goes in and he's like bleep off. And then he walks off the bench. Unreal. So good. Um, and then after the game, he's like, ah, you know, it's good that we have rules. And so he, Every press conference, Paul Maurice does not mess around. He's got the fire after almost 2,000 games behind an NHL bench as head coach. It's an insane number, and he still gets fired up. So the review, some might say chintzy. Some would say only in Toronto for the Leafs. I would say this is the situation room keeping a good eye on things. Yeah, I agree. Like, again, you could argue it was all in one motion, but that's not the rule. He hit the puck twice, so it's no goal. Uh, how about Noah Gregor going out and having himself a statement game with the Leafs as well? Ties it up on a nice sort of partial break and then wins the game in the shootout as well. I like that Sheldon Keefe went to him in the shootout as well. Recognize the hot hand. Before we talk about the Leafs, so just quickly on the Panthers, you mentioned Paul Maurice hasn't lost that fire, hasn't lost his ability to motivate a team either, Frank. Like, he is, he is this Florida team playing great hockey. I know they lost last night. But that's a tough doubleheader to play. And you went out, managed to grind out your one point. Nights like that where you just maybe aren't your best, but you grind one point. At the end of the season, I think you look back at nights like that and go, yeah, that's why we're going to have home ice in round one of the playoffs, which I think the Panthers will. Agreed. And I I said this a few weeks ago. I was totally wrong on the Panthers. Yeah. I thought they were going to have a start like the Oilers trying to claw their way back into it, missing Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad for the start of the season that they did. They're an offensive force. Sam Reinhart is a machine. Uh, you see Sam Bennett and his scrap with uh, Max Domi last night. Also love, I thought the chirp was a little cheesy from Domi. Like you just got absolutely worked in a fight and then you're going to chirp Sam Bennett for his hair. I mean, okay, maybe just do better in the fight. Um, so I, I just thought for the Panthers, certainly lots of fight in them. As you mentioned, the, the game in Ottawa, they, they truly just took it to the Sens. And, and when you've got three out of four points back to back, um, against two of those teams in your division, it's going to go a long way. All right. Let's talk about the Leafs perspective of things, Frank, because yes, they got the two points, but it came with a bit of a price. Mark Giordano now down. No Timothy Lilgren. We know the John Klingberg situation. This Leafs blue line is starting to look ultra thin once you subtract Mark Giordano. Like Simone Benoit might be playing top four minutes here for the next little bit. Is this Giordano injury? This isn't a great saying, but like the straw that broke the camel's back here. Like, is this going to force tree living to go ultra aggressive on the trade front here? I think so. I mean, I don't like the Maple Leafs decor, even when it's fully healthy. I don't, I don't think it stacks up among the best in the league. So now you take out Timothy Liljegren and look, John Klingberg had his struggles this year, but he's likely out for the rest of the season. And Mark Giordano, as Sheldon Keefe mentioned, is going to miss some time. Um, that to me forces a, a deal. It, it puts this team in a spot that, yeah, could they tread water for a bit? Of course they could. It doesn't mean you have to go out and overpay, but 
there are some defensemen available. I think the Leafs have been in pretty close contact with the Calgary Flames about their defensemen. I think Tanev would be at the top of their list in terms of the guys that they would want, and Zadarov would be a second uh, option. Matt Larkin did a great job today on dailyfaceoff.com outlining seven potential defensemen that the Leafs could target. There's some interesting names on the board, some guys that you may not think a ton about, like Carrier in Nashville, pending unrestricted free agent, maybe a guy like Mario Ferraro in San Jose who has some term. However you look at it, the Leafs have the ability to get creative now with the John Klingberg money, and I think the exciting part is don't go out and get one defenseman. Use the salary retention capabilities that you have at your disposal and try and fill two with that spot so that when Lilligren is healthy and Giordano comes back, all of a sudden you have one extra guy so you're not in this spot moving forward. Yeah, uh, seven names up in Matt Larkin's article. You can check it out now at dailyfaceoff.com. You mentioned going out and getting multiple guys. The name, the under the radar name I like is actually Andrew Peak out in Columbus. I think that's a guy who does not get enough love for playing a solid, simple game. And I think the Leafs could benefit from that. The other name, he's down at number seven. Why not swing big and go get Travis Sanheim? Yeah, he also has a full no trade clause. And I think the Flyers would probably prefer if they had their choice to move a couple other pending unrestricted free agents, including Nick Sealer, a guy that I call a human nail gun. All right, we'll see. Uh, you're going to have a new trade targets coming out, or the first trade targets of the year coming out later this week. We'll break that down on the show, I believe, tomorrow, right, Frank? Maybe, maybe? Trade targets Thursday. A lot of info right. to process between now and then. A lot yeah. going on. I like it. You're not going to want to miss the show tomorrow, then. Uh, let's get to our big segment today. It's the Players Room with Luke Gazdick. Players Room is, as always, delivered by DoorDash with restaurants, grocery stores, pharmacies, and more. DoorDash can get everything you need delivered right to your door. And for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. Always a pleasure to welcome Luke Gazdick into the program on a Wednesday. And Luke, we were texting a little bit earlier in the week the news that John Hines was hired by Minnesota. You played for John Hines, so why don't you tell Minnesota Wild fans what they're getting in their new bench boss and what it's like to play for John Hines? Yeah, guys, I had John Hines in uh, New Jersey, albeit for, um, you know, I was up and down with Albany for for a bit, but I was there for a good four or five months, and uh, this this is a very intense human being. I'll put it that way. He uh, He's going to get a response out of those guys early. I can tell you that much. He, um, he first and foremost, demands almost perfection from his guys um, to the day in 11 years of pro hockey. Uh, it was the hardest that I had practiced uh, going to the rink every day was a challenge in terms of him setting goals for the team and, uh, and making sure that the, they, the team meets those goals. He has no problems in holding guys accountable, ca calling guys out in video meetings or on ice off ice whatever it may be he's tough on his guys he's very tough on his players and i think the you know the, the thing with dean evison there i think a lot of people thought just kind of you can kind of see the way he is during games people thought he was a very intense guy um you know the kind of snarl he has on his face but dean was a player's coach first and foremost i know the guys there in minnesota and guys that have played for him in the past absolutely love dean and uh I, that that's what it is for me I, i'm not sure it was the right move bringing in john i don't love i don't love the the move the switch to be honest i think 
knowing knowing Heinz from experience and the you know a lack of success I'll say in New Jersey and Nashville I know he has the relationship in the Penguins organization with with Bill Guerin in the past I'm sure that had a bit to do with bringing him in but he's going to get a response out of them early if not anything but fear and a bit of scare tactics because he uh he's a pretty intense guy and likes things done in, in a certain way it's interesting you said that because the first thing I thought of um Luke was that they're bringing in a similar intensity right like you see that snarl from Dean Evison and then you see that from John Hines and you're like well aren't they just swapping out one guy for the other that background that you had um was certainly interesting on Dean Evison so you mentioned that you don't like the switch but is he the right guy to turn it around to get that bump because the wild are looking at things going hey hold on a second here the West is wide open for us to climb back into the race for a wild card spot. Or do you think this team is a lost cause? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I, I don't think they're a lost cause, certainly. I actually really like their lineup. I like their roster. And um, for a coach, it's about maximizing what you have there. And I think that's what John Hines does great. He's he's great in the short term. And I think that's what Bill Guerin was looking to do. It's kind of a panic move. Uh, obviously, when they went on that slide, you need to fix something. But guys, like we're talking goaltending here. They have like the 29th save percentage in the NHL. It's like 870 or something like that. So that obviously has a huge part to do with it. But they're having trouble generating offense as well. And to be honest, I just don't know if John Hines is the guy for that. He, uh, we, we played a really hard defensive style. Um, but if you're not going to get the goaltending on the back end, that's going to be challenging anyway. I, I don't like to say they're a lost cause because, like I said, I really like their roster. But to be completely honest with you guys, I, I didn't love the choice and the hire that, that Bill Guerin made. I think it was a bit of a panic move. Uh, and, and I think Dean really was kind of the scapegoat in that situation, just cause I know how much 
the guys liked him in that room. And I know how much, uh, how much they cared about him and he cared about his players. Let's head out to the Atlantic division. Talk a little Eastern conference hockey here, Luke. Uh, this division is absolutely fascinating right now. They're holding on to five of the eight playoff spots in the Eastern conference. But when you look at all these teams and their expectations heading into the year, like seven of them had legit playoff aspirations. So even if five from the Atlantic make it, two are going to be bitterly disappointed at the end of the year. Are there two teams that you're looking at in this division and go, I don't think they have enough to either hold their playoff spot or crawl from behind and get in? Yeah, fascinating division. This is the one I get exposed to the most probably just because I live over here in Toronto. Uh, the Bruins up there are the team I look at and think that their roster is probably the most masked by how well their goaltending is doing. They're very well coached and they have a really good goaltending tandem. But if you take away either of those two, like I just think that that roster is the one that is probably prime for a couple teams to, to jump up. You guys know how much I love the Panthers. I talked about them last week, team toughness, like how aggressive they play. Um, the lightning too. I, I think the lightning are going to be moving up. That's a team that I think is just waiting to reintroduce themselves to the Eastern conference and the Atlantic division. I remember thinking if this team can, kind of stay right around 500 until Vasilevsky gets back. They're going to be just fine. Uh, and they did that and more. And I know they've lost two in a row here, but I think it's just a matter of time before they start creeping back up. And I don't know. There's a couple teams in there that are in the murky middle. And I, I really wish Buffalo had been doing better by this point. I think they would have, would have had a lot better shot at signing Patrick Kane if the, you would have switched them in Detroit where they are right now. I think Buffalo probably would have been the front runner to, to land them. And then most disappointing over for me here is probably Ottawa. I mean, I know they've been through a lot of the off-ice stuff. And that can really you know take a toll on you in the dressing room. But just disappointing in terms of the way they've played definitely not hitting expectations and um just getting rolled over by the cats last night or two nights ago sorry uh was just disappointing to see just no pushback and just need a lot more from guys there i know a lot of the blames being put on dj but at a certain amount of time here the players got to do do something as well so i i would say that that's my overview of it i know i didn't touch the leafs here just because they're the most frustrating team in hockey honestly but division's up for grabs man i feel like so many things are going to change there as the year goes by uh quickly i know you probably saw it, the uh 10 10 minute misconducts given out on one play in that game between florida and ottawa story time with luke gazdick uh what was the most intense line brawl you remember from your career Oh man. Well, they were all in the American league. That's the thing. It's like, by the time I got to the NHL, a lot of that stuff wasn't, uh, I mean, I was fighting, but there wasn't anything crazy. It was all American league line brawls, man. I remember playing in Texas and we had a rivalry. We played San Antonio 12 times a year. And every time we were going into those nights, I just remember thinking I'm going to be laced head to toe in ice bags after this one. Uh, it was, it was a different game. It was a different environment. Like when I turned pro in 2009, it was wild. And uh, we'd go up, and I remember we had a real good rivalry with the Peoria Rivermen. I'll keep this short, but they had everyone from Peluso to Della Rovere and Todd Ford and Nolan Yonkman and all these guys, and it was just a nightmare every time we played them. So it was, it was the old jungle back in the day for me. I love it, Luke. Uh, always appreciate your time on the Players Room, delivered by DoorDash. That promo code up at the top of your screen, all caps, Nation25. 
can get you 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order. Luke, we'll chat again next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Moving along to our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO. Frank, last night, Connor McDavid racked up another three points, scored in the shootout as well for the Oilers. Over the last 10 days, he's gone from outside the top 100 in scoring to inside the top 10. The question we got, is Connor McDavid back near the top of the Hart Trophy race? Not yet, but he could be entering the conversation, entering the chat. Uh, look, the... The Oilers, I, I'm more confident in saying the Oilers are back. The power play is humming. We talked about this on yesterday's show. They just seem to have some confidence again. And I think we need to see it for like a seven-game spurt instead of just three because they've been able to do three already to really definitively say that. But beating the Golden Knights last night was a positive step in the right direction. For McDavid, there's still some other players that I think are head and shoulders above where he's at right now but if you keep having 15 point weeks um it's not going to be very long before he's right there he is still at the top according to botano and our friends over there plus 350 mcdavid at number one in the heart trophy race pasternak 450 jack hughes five to one austin matthews seven to one and then elias Pettersson and nikita kucherov tied for fifth at eight to ones. Remember, you can check out the updated future odds all season long over at Batano. Frank, I am as hot as McDavid on the betting front. Another sweep last night. I nailed the shot prop parlay, nailed the Canucks on the puck line as they eked it out with a 3-1 victory. So tonight, let's see if we can do a little bit more of the same. Another shot prop parlay and another puck line bet. We will start with the shot prop parlay. Lucas Raymond of the Detroit Red Wings. His line is set at one and a half. He has crushed this in five straight games. He's had three four-shot games mm -hmm. in that span. So I love that one. You team it up with Philip Deneau taking on the Washington Capitals, a team that's been giving up a decent amount of mm -hmm. shot volume as of late. And Deneau has hit this mark in five of his last six games as well. And he's coming off a miss. So I like Deneau to bounce back. He's been hitting it a ton this year. Lucas Raymond's been consistent as well. You play those two together. It is a very nice plus 137. My puck line bet tonight is another plus money bet. Plus 125 on the Rangers to beat the Detroit Red Wings. The Rangers are going to get Adam Fox back in the lineup. I think that should give them a pretty big boost here in this one. And they're on home ice where they've been doing pretty well so far this season with a six and two record. They've covered the puck line and a handful of those as well. Give me the Rangers on the puck line at plus 125 as my two bets over on Batano 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Frank, that brings us to garbage time, which is brought to you by the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool and the new Syrup Dipidus combination at Wendy's. It's their limited edition chicken strips and French toast sticks. You can sign up to play the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool game now and win real prizes like those chicken strips and French toast sticks on the Wendy's app. Frank, are you still alive this week in the game? No, I got slaughtered on Monday. I'm out, but I could go for some chicken strips and, uh, and French toast sticks. It's kind of like a... A poor man's chicken and waffles. So I, it is I'm, very I'm, good. Stack I'm them kinda, together, one bite. Do, do that right in in your car. You get one of those little syrup <laughs> dips, and you're on your way. Um, love to see that. So uh, I'd be down for that. But yesterday's my my mention on social media yesterday was just an absolute cesspool. It's normally pretty bad, but I was dying for something positive yesterday, and was glad to get that 
with this clip from the Philadelphia Flyers as they hosted Owen Machike, a kid right in my backyard. Um, it's a great story. Um, it's a sad story, too. Diagnosed with uh, brain tumors at the age of six months. Uh, had 20 different brain surgeries. Um, was cancer-free all the way until last July when they found tumors up and down his spine. The Flyers bring him in on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. He gets his stall in the locker room and gets to take a rookie lap after signing a one-day contract with the Flyers. Sits on the bench for warm-ups. Um, just a great scene. And after so much... Uh, negativity yesterday in the news cycle. Uh, it was really good to see something that certainly brings uh, a tear to your eyes. I know the Oilers did a great job with their hockey fights cancer night as well. Yeah, shout out uh, the Stelter family in attendance. Ben Stelter, of course, the young Oilers fan who lost his battle with cancer but was in the hearts of Oilers fans through that big playoff run. His dad, Mike, diagnosed with cancer, just finished 40 rounds of treatment down in Pennsylvania, Frank, and he was at the game last night as well. So it was great to see Hockey Fights Cancer Month, always an inspiring month in the NHL. And also, can we just talk about quickly, that wrist shot from Owen? That, that was a laser. That was a legit, legit laser. Uh, so, right. uh, team that he plays for is actually in our league. So, um, yeah, uh, sign that kid up. Put him on my team. Yeah, Frank's going to be uh, working the trade lines for his U19 to try get to get that guy signed up. Uh, that's going to be a wrap on today's show. Shout out to our boy Luke Gazdick for swinging by with the players' room. Everyone in the YouTube chat, fantastic work as always. Our producer Gavin Turnick and Pat Puff on the graphics. We will be back tomorrow noon Eastern time. Fresh trade targets. You won't want to miss it. Chat with you then. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.